This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, welcome to Open for Business. I'm guest host Nell Omar. As the African proverb goes, it takes a village to raise a child. But what does that village look like in today's age of ubiquitous connectivity and ever-increasing expectations around child raising? Today's guest with me is Yong Po Jun, CEO and founder of Happy Preggy, a services platform that seeks to be part of that 21st century village, helping parents raise healthy babies and young children. Welcome, Po Jun. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me here today. Can you tell us, in your own words, what Happy Preggy is today and how it started out? Right. Happy Preggy is a next-generation family health and wellness professional services that provide digital access to holistic support and care from family planning, pregnancy to parenting. We are reshaping how family access to professional services and how service providers deliver the care services, so making it simple, safer and affordable. I see. Okay. So when we were speaking earlier, Pojun, you mentioned that EpiPregi started out uh, during COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So during COVID, during the first year, COVID 2020, I basically have a conversation with my co-founder, Wilson Dunn, about parenting. Right. So uh, Wilson Dunn has a child and he is experienced parents. And for me, I don't have a child yet, but I've been thinking of this, uh, the problem or the challenges that we could be in right mm. during the parenting journeys. So after we have some conversations and then we think that, oh, why the healthcare system for maternity health and wellness is still stuck in the 1980 where there's a, a lot of missing gap between medical and non-medical professional services. Mm. So in that time, I did some research on how do we improve the access to a professional health and wellness for families, right? And then I found out that actually in the US market, there's a lot of mature company, a huge company that doing that kind of similar platforms. But in the ASEAN regions, there's really doesn't have any similar platform yet. So, and then we start to study about the market size, right? So there's about 500,000 newborn in Malaysia every year who spend about 3.3 billion in maternal health and wellness services. Well, that's so, a big business. Yeah, so, um, so we started to get interested in this idea and we start to do a lot of research and see what you can do and then that's how Happy Proggy has been created. I see. Yeah. So you saw a gap in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what it was like to start a business uh, during a shutdown? Oh, yeah. So during shutdown, so before I resigned my full-time job, which I'm the head of uh, tech for one of the hospitality groups. Mm. So it's a huge risk for me, especially during the COVID time, because if this idea doesn't work, then I have to go back to work. And in order to go back to work, whether I can get a job is still questions, right? So I feel so passionate about this idea since my early days, mm. because I grew up in the estate, plantation estate, mm. right? And... I gained first-hand experience in the challenge of getting the healthcare uh, services, mm. right? And also, especially lack of access to the primary healthcare. And on top of that, a specialized care for pregnancies and parenting is almost non-existent, mm. right? So because of that, I always have, have a concerns about getting uh, healthcare services. Mm. And until today, uh, it is still happening to us, right? So as a parents, we need to do a lot of research, uh, time-consuming process, and try to get the right vendors that we need. Mm. So because of that, we think this is something that we can build. 
Yeah. yeah. Would you say that there is um, there has always been this need, or would mm. you say that the expectations about getting better services is even higher now with the new generation of parents? Oh yeah. So the new generations now, especially the young parents now, they are more they are more focusing on the scientific proof of the approach of the services, mm. right? So in the early day, uh, in the village, people just trust friends and family who can help out on getting the care that they need. Mm. But now the new parents they're more focusing on getting the the evidence-based uh, services where especially for for, for example for confirmation center so uh, a lot of time people look for confirmation center because of the professional services that they can provide in the center itself mm-hmm. it's not just about getting the food or getting a stay getting a massage or something but they need a scientific proof of of the services Mm. Yeah. What kind of services, if you can give mm-hmm. a couple of examples? Yeah, so for example, antenatal and, and parenting educations, mm. right, and also lactation massage, and also postnatal massage, and also the confirmed food that they have, right? So there's a lot of nutrition ingredients or, or elements in it. So all this have to be a scientific influence, right? Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like there are... Mm quite a lot of services already just for the pregnancy stage, mm-hmm. which, you know, I guess as indicated by yeah. the name of the company, Happy mm-hmm. Preggy. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, it started out as a listings company, right, in the beginning. Yes. Uh, has it morphed? Yes. So we started off as the ideas of business listing to provide access to the parents. So they come to our platform and look for the services that they want. And during the time when we, we started off, because this is a new idea, right? So we doesn't know how the user experience are and then whether parents are going to, to like it or not. So over the years, we've been able to capture some data so that how people use our platform, how people navigate the care or services that they need. Mm. So from there, we understand that basically the families want something more deeper where they want us to introduce the care services based on their problem or their challenges. Mm. So in that time, we think about, oh, why not we offer our own services? Because... When we speak to the service providers, they always think about, oh, I want to spend more time with my customer or with my user instead of doing sales and marketing, right? Okay. So they just want to, to fit in their empty slots. So what we can do here, we really try to get more services for them. So we will do all the infrastructures, sales and marketing, finding the right distribution channels to get the demand for them, mm-hmm. right? So in that case, I think it would be more better user experience for the parents, one. And secondly, it could be more, more cost-effective for them because they do not need to find themselves and ask each individual service provider for their availability, the price and packages. Mm. Mm. It's interesting you say that mm. because uh, it sounds as if you're serving both sides mm-hmm. um, of the transaction. So on one hand, you are... Uh, providing an infrastructure mm-hmm. to provide more business mm-hmm. for your hand-picked service providers. Um, but what also would you be doing for the uh, user or the parent side? Mm-hmm. So for the parent side, we're actually building a much better searching tool and also doing the, the booking process is more seamless where we ask the specific questions like what kind of problem they're facing and then what are their expectations of the of the services and also even their culture the ethics and their languages that, mm. right so from there we know okay what they actually want um so how we introduce the services to them is we go to uh, our partners so our partners are either so nutritionists or dietitians so from the data that we capture from the customer we understand what's their needs and then we introduce the care services a care team for them that consists could be consists of a nutritionist mental support or even educators. Mm. Yeah. 
Do you find that parents are a very good uh, target market because this is a time of their lives where they're particularly interested in uh, purchasing these services? Um, yeah, so parents is definitely our target customer, mm. right? So in order to introduce our care services to the parents, it's a huge market, right? It's a wide market. So there's a lot of things that we need to do. One thing is about the brand awareness, right? One thing is about brand awareness. Secondly, it's about introducing our services directly to them. Mm. Then over time, we actually found out that introducing to parents directly is quite challenging because we only have that much resources in order to reach them. We need a lot more resources to do that. So in that case, we come up with some ideas to actually finding the right distribution channels. Mm. Right? So for example, a confinement center could be a good network for us to distribute the care, distribute the access for the parents. So we want to turn them to become awareness hub for the parents. And secondly, we think that employee or corporates is also a good distribution channel because they have employee where they have the assisting employee benefits program mm -hmm. that can cover their primary health care, medical claim, gym and dentists and so on. But at the same time, it doesn't have a services or coverage that cover the employee and employee families during their family building journey. So we think that this is some missing gap. So we introduce our care services to them as well. Mm. And then last but not least, we also form uh, some postnatal business crowd where we encourage all the postnatal businesses to join force together to try to improve the quality of the services and then to also do a partnership between uh, one and another to, to come up with a better care for the parents. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the um, care or services mm. provided postnatally? Yeah, so we, when we talk about postnatal, right? So now we think about all confinement services include uh, postnatal massage, include confinement food deliveries, confinement food uh -huh. nutrition, and also including some uh, lactation supports, right? 70% of the mother facing a lactation problem, so they might need to find an expert for that. But nowadays, there are a lot more that the parents might need. For example, mental supports, mm. right? So a lot of cases like depression, anxiety, that happen during postpartum, right? Mm. Not just the first 28 days confinement period, but after that, right? So uh, 28 days confinement period is just enough for them to stay in the center and relax. But after that, they're still facing a lot of problems after that. I see. Yeah. I've been speaking with Yong Po Jun, founder and CEO of Happy Preggy. I'm guest host Nell Omar. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Brave Finance Managers, BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm guest host Nell Omar, and this morning I'm speaking with Yong Po Jun, founder and CEO of Happy Preggy. Po Jun, when you were developing or when the product right, mm -hmm. uh, for Happy Preggy was evolving mm -hmm. from listings to a you know, much more holistic platform mm -hmm. for, to assist parents. Um, so all this was informed by discoveries during the search process for parents that come to the original site. Mm -hmm. um, were there uh, services or demands or questions from your user base that you, you, know, you found surprising or that were different from your assumptions? 
oh yes, based on the data that we capture from the platform, we certainly know that w- what kind of services that the parents are actually looking for. Mm. So for example, during the pregnancy, what kind of services they need is actually the antenatal and parenting educations, uh, lactation educations and stuff like that. Mm. And after pregnancy, during the first 30 days, so basically they need confirmation services, pregnancy wellness support and so on. And some of the special cases like miscarriage, adoptions, or specialists, they actually come to us directly because they don't really usually talk to friends or family, right? Oh, right. So, for example, a miscarriage, right? So people come to a platform to ask for confirmed food for miscarriage. Mm. So from there, we understand that actually they need other services like mental support. They need some services like a nutrition or dietitian for better recovery, so from there, we understand what's the stage and what's the facing actually, so we can offer more to them. What are the uh, medical credentials uh, that you have uh, going into the services that you provide to the parents who come to the site? Um, so we don't have our own in-house uh, medical professionals, but we work very closely with our partners. We have partners with certified mental support professionals and then uh, we, we partner with pediatricians. We call them a care team. Mm-hmm. So our care team is consists of dietitian, mental support professionals, uh, pediatricians, uh, ONG, and so on, right? So this is a care team where we, we support the family as a whole, right? No matter where they begin with us, no matter which stage they are now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, uh, the medical services provided are provided by certified medical practitioners. Yes. We basically handpick our partners, our service provider, very carefully. So we went through not just their credentials and then also certifications and also how many parents or how many mothers that have been served for the past few years. right? And also we go into deeper like... Uh, reviewing their customer service. So we only work, want to work with them who can provide a better services for the customer and also who can provide a good customer service for the customer. Mm. How do you mm. review that? Mm-hmm. So how do we review them? When they sign up the application form with us, we ask them to submit those uh, certifications to us, right? And also we want to get some review from them and then we also get some contact from their past customers. So we call them to write, verify the kind of uh, reviews. Mm, I mm-hmm. see. Okay, so to a concerned parent, who want to know the lengths you go through to yeah. vet, uh, they would be able to find out about your processes? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. So basically, our service providers are, are mothers themselves and they serve thousands of other families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, could you give us an overview of how you started out in terms of the uh, business model for the company and mm-hmm. um, what were some of the lessons that you learned along the mm-hmm. way? Right. So as I mentioned, we created as a business listing in the early stage, right? Mm-hmm. So we provide access to parents to get the services that they want. And whenever they find a service that they want, they send a service request. So we send this service request directly to the service providers, mm-hmm. free of charge, right? So, and from there, we understand uh, what kind of services they actually need, right? And then at the same time, we also try to understand how do we help the service provider in terms of giving them the sales or building up the infrastructure or providing the technology tools to them. So from there, we actually come up with a few revenue models, right? The, the business model, which is number one, we offer our own care services, right? So we partner with that. We partner with our service providers and then we, we sell the services for them on our platforms. Mm, right. Can you clarify mm-hmm. that? Uh, what mm-hmm. do you mean by selling the services for them on the platform? Yeah. So for example, in the market, when you look for a lactation consultants, right, 
there's a lot of people providing that kind of services. Okay. And there's a lot of different pricing and packages in the market. So if you ask a parent to find these services, they still need to do a lot of research on that. Mm. So what we want to offer is when they come to our platform, they know that this platform is trusted and they know that we will introduce a certified professional to them directly. So that's why we think about why not we sell this lactation consultation on our platforms. We sell uh, nutrition for baby, nutrition for mothers and so on. So on our platform, we have the kind of services and offering and then the parents can just tell us what kind of services they want and we introduce the certified professional to them directly. Okay, but the the choice of the mm-hmm. provider that they ultimately, or the professional mm-hmm. that they ultimately go with is up to the parents. They will get a range of suggestions. Yes, so it will be based on the preferences that the parents need, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, the languages, the locations that they want, and also the ethic they believe in, right? Mm-hmm. So we will introduce based on their preferences. I see, yeah. okay. So coming back to the business model, mm-hmm. that would be based on a, a commission structure? Yes, uh, correct. So we work with our partners and this is a commissioner based business model so mm-hmm. we sell the services for example a 300 bucks for a lactation consultants so from there we get the commissions and we pass the rest for our service providers mm-hmm. so um, is that still the core business model for Happy Pregit today or um, are you looking at new ones oh we have a few core business models right so care services is one of them the second services that we have is a marketing services for business operators Mm-hmm. So, for example, conformance centers, right? As I mentioned, we want to turn conformance centers to become a wellness hub. So what do they need, actually, is they need to have access to a care team. So some small-scale conformance centers, they may not have the professional that they want, right? When the parents look for or ask for the services they want, they don't have that, then they have to tell the parent, oh, we don't offer that. So what we do here is we introduce a care team for the conformance center mm. to get access to all these professionals. And at the same time, we also provide a premium subscription for the conformance center so that they will be ranked on the top of our platform. We will introduce some sales for them and also some marketing services for them as well. Mm, yeah. I see. So uh, the business is really centered around mm. getting more sales uh, mm-hmm. for your selected service yes. providers. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay. Um, so before it was uh, quite retail, mm-hmm. right? You would actually reach out to, or rather the, the efforts are around customer acquisition of parents, mm-hmm. right? Has that changed since uh, the first days of Happy Birthday? You know, there are retail yeah. models in doing that, i.e. reach out to individual parents. Are there other distribution channels, for example? So over the years, right, over the past three years, we have been in this industry trying to understand how parents access to health and wellness, right? And we found that just putting in the service provider or the services on our platform, it doesn't really work because mm-hmm. it's not like selling products in Shopee or Lazada, right? Mm-hmm. This is a health and wellness, so it actually needs a human engagement to introduce, to promote, or to sell the services to the parents directly. So because of that, we come up with a few distribution channels where we can target, which is number one, the conformance centers, mm-hmm. right? We want to turn them to become a wellness hub so that they, they can introduce our services to their customers. Secondly, we want to introduce our care services to corporates, right? Mm-hmm. So corporate is another big distribution channel for us where they have existing employee benefits programs. I see. Yeah. And also, thirdly, um, we go direct to the consumer. So in order to do that, we need to do a lot of awareness, the brandings and marketing in order to reach to our customer directly. Mm. Yeah. 
What were some of your assumptions starting out with um, building the business model of uh, Happy Preggy? And um, were some of those assumptions proven right or, you know, uh, were many of them tested and you had to pivot along the way? Yeah. So when we started off with this business listing, we actually have more than 16 categories on our platform, right? right? Anything that you can think of, like for example, antenatal education, uh, penetration, lactation support, confinement services, and so on. And at the same time, we also include some of the experiences like photography, events, and stuff like that. So to try to cover the entire family building journeys. Events? Yeah, so they can come to our platform and look for the baker that they want, right? Say, for example, baby one years old birthday, they want to buy a cake and they can come to our platform to look for those specialized professionals, <laughs> right? So in that case, we actually think that are we offering too much on our platform? We try to do too much. Mm-hmm. In that case, we come back to review our offerings and see what kind of services that the parents really need. Mm-hmm. And it's a need for them, right? So we stream down the service offering in, into a more focusing on health and wellness. I see. Yeah. So whereas before, it could have gone down the lifestyle mm-hmm. path, but... Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it ultimately a commercial decision to streamline and edit down back to health and wellness? Yes. In order to promote health and wellness services, right, it's very different than we sell products or we sell other things, right? So the process that we build for the company is to introduce care services mm-hmm. through different distribution channels. Po Jun, hold that thought. We're going into the news bulletin. I've been speaking with Yong Po Jun, founder and CEO of Happy Preggy. I'm guest host Nell Omar. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Building Future Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm guest host Nell Omar, and this morning I'm speaking with Yong Po Jun, founder and CEO of Happy Preggy. Po Jun, let's continue from where we left off earlier. Would it be right to say that the the decision to streamline or edit uh, the business back to something more focused on health and wellness, uh, would it be right to say that that is based on the, the company's interest in the sector rather than, you know, more commercial considerations? Yeah, it's really both, right? So mm. our vision is always to build an ecosystem of care for families, okay. right? So when we think about that, so what really important for the parents during their parenting journey is the health and wellness services, mm. right? So in, in terms of doing that, so we need a lot of resources to actually process and to introduce the services that they need. And we try to minimize the frictions of selling other things like products, right? Baby product or maternity products and so on. Mm. Yeah, so we decided that just focusing on the professional services instead of selling products and, and other services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that a difficult decision to make? Um, not really because we have our vision, right? We vision always to, to provide health and wellness for the families, right? Yeah. So products and other services are just an add-on for us to tax space, for mm. us to pivot, right? So whether it's generating more revenue from this or not. So, yeah. Do you think that's important for the, the future of the company to have a strong vision uh, in order to have a, you know, a sustainability and a, a strong path for the company? 
Yes. So yeah, having a strong visions that always put us back to the lines, right? So we try not to f- do a lot of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we try to stay focused. So that's why I always stick to the visions that we have, which is provide health and wellness professional services to the parents, make it easy, simple and affordable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say that it has been a process or a journey for you to come to the decision to streamline your business? Yes. So at the early stage, we try to offer a different kind of things that the parents possible needs, right? So from health and wellness professional services to experiences, services like celebrations, uh, photographies, and so on. And also at the same time, there's some brands knocking our door to want to introduce their product on our platform as well. Mm-hmm. So we started off with helping them to advertise their brands. And then we, when we think about that, we actually need a lot of resources to do that, right? For example, creating contents for that, different kind of services, different categories. And from there, we think that why not we just focusing on our vision, which is to provide health and wellness services, right? And to make it more accessible and affordable. Mm. Right? From there, we decided to, okay, why not we just stop doing that and we just focus. Mm. Having focus and having a strong vision is important for uh, the future of the company, do you feel? Yes, correct. Mm. I'd like to ask you a somewhat related question to that. Um, as um, thinking about the future of the company, uh, fundraising is extremely important to that. From what I understand, you have uh, Happy Pragi is completely bootstrapped from uh, your own personal funds. Yes. So until today, Happy Pragi is still self-funded. Mm. So we have spent about three years trying to understand the market and try to validate uh, what the parents need and also try to build the infrastructures that they provide the access to them for our family health and wellness, right? Based on the data that we capture, we basically understand what they need. And also, we'll be able to offer personalized services to them and also make it more data-driven, mm. right? Why did you choose to uh, keep yourself self-funded uh, during this stage? Yeah, so one thing about fundraising, right? So we always think about validating the market needs first before we go to ask for money, right? And also, um, we also want to make sure that we have the product market fit. So that's why we created a, a platform that tried to pivot what we need and what the market needs. If I could maybe probe a little bit on that, there are entrepreneurs who approach angels for our outside funding, even at the product market fit stage. Were there considerations that you have to keep yourself self-funded? Did you want full freedom, for example? What other considerations were there for you? Yeah, having been in this uh, industry for the past three years, so we can say that we understand the market needs, right? We know the exact problem that the family is facing. So this year, we started to talk to uh, investor, we start to join some accelerator program, try to understand what is the needs of them and also try to learn from the mentors and try to try to fundraise. Yeah, so we, we are very particular in terms of choosing investors, right? Because we are still early stage, so we have to be very particular in choosing the the first few investments, mm-hmm. right? And people who we want to work with, we prefer those who can contribute into our happy practice, right? For example, those people who have networked for uh, health and wellness services or those people who can contribute in terms of the mentoring or professional services as well. Mm. Would you say that startups or entrepreneurs in Malaysia uh, now have more choice and can afford to be a bit more strategic and picky for their in terms of their investors? 
I'm not say picky, but then they know what they want, right? So basically, I think that the founders nowadays in Malaysia, especially, they know what they want. They know who to go with. So they they're looking for the partners instead of an investor, right? So mm. the partner that can contribute to their businesses, not just about funding, but also the professional services, the mentoring, and also uh, some of the network they can provide to the companies. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of partners, Pojun, you mentioned earlier that you took part in a few accelerator programs. Um, could you share with us uh, your thoughts about uh, Malaysia's startup ecosystem? Yeah, the startup ecosystem in Malaysia, I think, is is very supportive. So a lot of VC, a lot of investor, or a lot of accelerator program organizer, they actually help up a lot for the startup communities, right? We also see a lot of support from the government to support the entrepreneurship in Malaysia as well. So I think this is very important for all the startup founder to join these programs because they're not just helping you to bulletproof your ideas, and at the same time also they're providing professional services, the mentoring, and also they're helping you to sharpen your the sales and marketing. How do you acquire the users and so on so it actually gains a lot of experience on those kind of programs and also from the program itself you also you also learn from other founders other experienced startups as well yeah so, yeah yeah it's important to know other founders mm. who are at the same stage right so you can yes, uh, yeah trade experience mm. and notes do you find that entrepreneurs help other entrepreneurs in Malaysia yeah, so for every accelerator program or every startup program that we join, we know other founders, right? And also we could also get into become a partners for ourselves. So connecting with different founders in different industry is good for us to have a better views on what they're trying to do and also how they acquire the user, their marketing approach and so on. So we learn from each other on okay. those programs. Yeah. So currently, would you say that you're still at the early stage of Happy Praggy's business? How would you describe the stage currently? And um, what are your most immediate plans for the future? Yeah, I consider Happy Praggy is still in the early stage. So for the past three years, we try to understand the needs of the market and trying to build the foundations of our care services, right? And we have a very exciting roadmaps for the next two years. And... And what we're trying to do is actually to start to introduce our services, right? To do more sales and marketing and brand awareness to them. And then try to partner with different kind of distribution channels, mm -hmm. right? And, and also to improve our product and services on the platforms. Yeah. And because of that, there's a lot of resources that we need. And that's why we are starting to raise funds. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this is... Uh, would you say that this is a very different phase for uh, the business? This is the next stage? Oh, yeah. So... Um, for the past three years, we, we are self-funders, right? So whatever we decide, whatever we do, we just talking between the team, right? Yeah. And now when we want to raise funds and we want to talk to other partners and so on, we need to come up with a value proposition, not just for ourselves, but also for the partners and the investors as well. So we want to understand what's their needs and what we can contribute to them as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Pujin, we're coming to the end of the interview. I think before we go, though, I'd like to ask whether you uh, have any advice for people who are thinking about starting up their own business. Yes. I think as a startup founders, uh, we need to really stick to our visions where we don't try to do too much at the same time, try to move fast and break things, right? And at the same time, I think that it's very important for us to work very closely with other founders, try to understand how it works and try to learn from them as well. 
And then we also need to join some essay the program and try to get some mentoring and try to bulletproof our ideas and so on. Right. Yeah. Thanks for June and uh, all the best to Happy Preggy. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. I've been speaking with Yong Po Jun, founder and CEO of Happy Preggy. I'm guest host Nell Omar. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBelay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.